Be free, it's the Bcast with Amber Miller, Sarah Godey, and Monica Steely. For more resources and information related to today's episode, please visit www.bestillbefree.com. Hello and welcome to the Bcast. My name is Amber Miller and I'm here with Monica Steely and Sarah Godey. Hello. Aww, there it is. There she is. Here for a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> um, so happy to have you guys here today. We have um, had this incredible series mm. the last three weeks, yes, Be ma'am. Well and Thrive. We started off with our own personal stories of being well. And then the last two weeks, we discussed depression with the incredible, amazing, inspiring Tracy Hurst. Yes. Um, and it was, uh, if you have, if you didn't get to listen to last week or the week before, please go, go back and check it out because um, they were they were incredible. This is something every human being needs to hear, but especially <laughs> women, uh, I think, need to hear this message. So, at the, again, thank you to Tracy for joining us last week um, and the week before that. And this week, um, Sarah is actually going to close out our series, Be Well and Thrive, with some awesome information that she's uh, gotten from the scripture. Yeah. So, tell us a little bit about what you've been studying. So, the first thing is I wanted to tap back into the last two weeks. Like, even if you're one of those people, like, I don't have depression. Yeah, not me. Like, I would still encourage you to listen to those weeks because, A, you never know when you're going to be oppressed Uh and be facing depression. And, two, probably if you don't personally have depression, you know someone who does. And I think education is the key to being able to most be able to love people through what they're going through. And one of the things Tracy said was that was the prevalence of certain characteristics or things that are happening to you for two weeks in a row. So I I would venture to say there's probably some people depressed and don't even know it. I think that number, even the dysthemia depression Mm -hmm. The 2.6, I think the 3% and the 2.6, those are low estimates. Low yeah. estimates. Yeah. You know, and I think that's just the number of people who are I think that's diagnosed. To help, so it can't exactly. be statistic. Yeah. It can't be a statistic. So um, listen, you know, just throw grace at your feet. Get out there. And I think today is going to give you a reason why to throw grace at your feet and mm-hmm. uh, be willing to acknowledge some issues, um, whether it's truly just feeling sorry for yourself or truly suffering with a Mm -hmm. clinical issue. Mm -hmm. Um, We thought it would be really cool to wrap up this fourth week because how can, how can you follow Tracy Hurst and try to give some educational (laughs) disposition on be well? Um, So we just thought we'd get real. And I love sometimes Monica, what she does is she finds themes. She loves to find themes and that kind of, she's a themer. She's a themer. (laughs) That kind of inspired me to how to go with this fourth week. And I thought, how interesting would it be if we dug into the Bible with the theme of how how many people in the Bible suffered with mm-hmm. something? And so we're just going to kind of cover over some of those people and talk about their Bible verses. And then we're going to wrap it up with some just key steps on the thrive part. So awesome. first of all, I, we're going to start with Elijah. And Tracy spoke a little bit about this last week or the week before. But Elijah actually 
suffered with depression and suicidal tendencies. Mm -hmm. And you don't think he did, right? Because you're thinking he was talking to God. He was crying out to God. But how many of us cry out to God and say, I can't handle it anymore. I'm done. I'm tapped out. Like, I don't even know if I want to keep living life if this is the way it's going to be because I'm so down and in the dumps. In 1 Kings 19.4, the NIV says, while he himself went a day's journey into a wilderness, he came to a broom bush, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Mm. And you can just feel his despair. How many of us, we might not get under a broom bush, but we crawl into bed and put the covers over our head and say, I don't want to get out of bed today. Whatever I'm dealing with is too overwhelming. And it may not be that you have emotional depression and that's what's overwhelming. Maybe it's family life or a loss of a job or a transition and you are just at that point. I mean, can you girls resonate with that? Oh, totally. totally. But did you ever think that there was someone in the Bible? I, no. I guess I just never really think Personally, about that. No. I think, I've never thought that. I think that these are all things that we're dealing with fresh today. And yeah. I think what's liberating about this is that we're going to find out that today is no different than... Right. BC and, and it helps and, to know that like it's okay to be feeling the way that right. you're feeling, you know, and that people even in scriptures who are walking so closely with the Lord dealt with these same that's right. issues. That's it's, right. It's, it's you're not helpful. a misfit. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Leah. So um, I saw something about Leah. I'm like that could be true, but Leah was unattractive. Um, you know, when it was between her and her sister Rebecca, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. That um, Rachel. Rachel. I knew it was an R one. <laughs> <laughs> that. Um, who was it that married Rachel? Jacob. Um, Jacob? Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm having a memory lapse there for a second. <laughs> I but hope it's Jacob. <laughs> when they describe the two, Leah, it says, there was no sparkle in her eyes. But Rachel had a beautiful figure and a lovely face. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that the author says is talks about Leah's eyes, right? And they were pretty much lifeless. Yeah, right. And then it talks about how beautiful Rachel was. So you know Rachel really had to be beautiful. And there really must not have been much to Leah. And so how many times have we struggled with the unattractiveness? Mm -hmm. Joseph was abused um, in Genesis. Joseph's brothers pulled him out of the cistern and sold him to them, which were the the people who bought him for 20 pieces of silver. And the traders took him to Egypt. Not only was he sold into slavery, okay, abuse, but then he was thrown into jail for not doing anything but turning the wife down. Right. So let's look at that in Genesis. Now when his master heard the words of his wife, which she spoke to him saying, this is what your slave did to me, his anger burned. So Joseph's master took him, put him in the jail and the place where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there in jail, wrongly thrown into jail for doing what was right. How many times have we felt like we did what was right? And then there was no blessing mm-hmm. after that. Um, but Joseph didn't know where all of this was leading up to. So it'd right. be easy to get completely overwhelmed with that. Zacchaeus, he was small. I mean, y'all remember that song that we learned? Zacchaeus was a wee, wee little man. man. <laughs> wee little man was he. He like climbed that. up in the sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. They're doing hand motions. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see this, but they're doing right. hand motions. The back to Lighthouse Church <laughs> in the upper room where right. cross was. That song is probably politically incorrect. We're probably not allowed to say wee little man anymore. But in any event, we know that he was small. Zacchaeus was trying to see who Jesus was and was unable because of the crowd where he was small in stature. That would be the political correct way to say that. Moses stuttered, Exodus 4.10, but Moses pleaded with the Lord, O Lord, I'm not very good with words. I've never have been, and I'm not now. Even though you have spoken to me, 
I get tongue-tied, and my words get tangled. And yet God called him to lead the people. Is that crazy? That's like, so comforting to me. So comforting. Because I trip over my own words all the time. And you all know how I feel about speaking. And it's just not a natural thing. And I've, I've said these things to God before. There's yeah. so many more eloquent people right. than, than I. And, and for perfectionist personality, type A, like we all now know that I am after <laughs> last week, it, this sets me free too because I know that I'm not perfect. And I know that I have imperfections. And yet... I can still be used by God. Yep. And I think that's freeing. Rahab, how about this? She was a prostitute. Joshua 6.25, but Joshua spared Rahab, the prostitute, with her family and all who belonged to her because she had hid the men Joshua had sent as spies to Jericho, and she lives among the Israelites to this day. That was a life transformation for her. She had a life of prostitution, and yet she chose to be obedient in that moment. And God rescued her from that so you know you may not be a quote-unquote prostitute but how many of us have those sins of our past or those lifestyles that we're living Mm -hmm. and think that there can be no sanctification for us Um, Naomi was bitter Ruth 120 this is a paraphrase no don't call me Naomi Naomi means sweet and pleasant and that name simply doesn't fit me anymore because there's nothing sweet and pleasant about my life it's only unpleasant and bitter in fact I would prefer you call you Call me that. Don't call me sweet. Call me bitter. Because all of my life has become the epitome of bitterness. I went out full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why do you call me Naomi since the Lord has witnessed against me and the Almighty has afflicted me? Mm. I mean, how about that? Like, she's Mm -hmm. like, God afflicted me. He Mm -hmm. turned from me. I went out and he brought me back empty. He killed my, he took my husband. He took my sons. I am bitter. And so she changed her name Mm. to bitterness. How crazy is that? And her Naomi actually meant sweet and pleasant. Mm-hmm. So she went from sweet and pleasant to, to bitter. bitter. Mm-hmm. The bleeding woman, um, Mark five twenty five, and the woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. That's physical ailment. That is nastiness, right? I mean, you know there are those of us. I mean, you look at you today in a boot. It's six weeks in a yeah. boot, right? And think of how that makes you feel. Absolutely. And I know that you and God have had some conversations, I'm yes. sure. Yeah. Um, you and your husband have probably had some conversations <laughs> for sure. Twelve years this woman bled. And yeah. think about it. In those times, that meant unclean. Yes. So Not, not only was she, like, physically suffering she was outcast as well because of her suffering that had nothing to do with it affected her her socially job's wife you know i wrote about job here instead of job because we all know about job right we know that he was afflicted we know that he lost everything his kids all of his possessions and we know how that story ends but i thought as women how interesting is it for us to see what job's wife did and what we do for our husbands when they're going through affliction um, his wife said to him, are you still maintaining your integrity? Curse God and die. That's like rough. she literally told Job. And, you yeah. know, I thought about this when I was doing this study. I was like, wait a minute. She lost all her children, too. Yeah. She lost all those possessions also. And yet all we hear about is Job's affliction, right, and his torment. It's like she wasn't tormented. She's just like, curse him. Be done with it. Why are you putting up with this? Well, she cursed them both. I mean, she said, like, curse God if yes. she's pissed at God, and then also die. Like, right. I'm mad at you, too. I kind of blame you for all of this That's exactly well. right. Um, we're almost done. But I just thought there were so many awesome oh, yeah. examples yeah, here. Really. So, Michael. Anybody know who Michael is? Uh, I know. Oh, she's, yeah. 
someone Saul's in daughter David's that time. Dave so Fish. she was. That's right. <laughs> she was Saul's daughter, and because of how much Saul loved David, this is before he had to run for his life. Um, he gave Michael to David. Okay. I love that name for a girl, Michael. And so that was David's bride. She was without children. She never had a child. And in Second Samuel, and I thought, are you sure about this? Second Samuel six twenty three. And Michael, daughter of Saul, had no children to the day of her death. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So, I think we think a lot of infertility are things that we're just struggling with today. But I think that there has been infertility oh, yeah. for forever. And you know, I mean, you, Leah and um, uh, the one who gave Samuel. Um, Hannah, Hannah, um, they begged God to give them children. Sarah, Sarah, you know, there was infertility even back in the times of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in those times it wasn't that, Oh, how unfortunate for you. Have you seen a doctor? Do you know what the problem is? It, It wasn't a character flaw. In those days, it was there must be sin in your life. There yeah. must be some kind of, of nastiness. God is withholding on purpose. That's right. He's withholding on purpose. And, and never would they have ever thought that maybe it was because their husband had a low sperm count. <laughs> 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 it was always the woman's fault. Isn't that the, that's just ironic. Mm-hmm. Martha was a worrier, and she was distracted. Martha, Martha, the Lord said, you are worried and upset about many things. One of the translations said you were anxious about many things. And I thought, isn't that crazy? Because Martha was running around the house trying to get everything settled for Christ while he was there. And her little sister sitting at his feet, just being, you know, just little sister, you know how little sisters are. I love mine. And if you're listening, but they, (laughs) they don't tend to do as much around the house as the older sisters do. And so here's Martha running around and Jesus just called it out. He said, you're worrying and anxious about many things. Like you're missing the mark. You're doing instead of being. Yep. And you know, we love that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the widow, um, the widow was poor, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of the poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. Um, how many people are struggling financially and not having income. And yet again, this goes all the way back to um, before Christ and during Christ's time. And then another widow in second Kings four, four, the wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, your servant, my husband is dead. And you know that he revered the Lord, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. They, there were dead. There, there was debt. She was in debt. Her husband died, and now she's in debt, and they're coming to take her kids because she didn't have any money. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about how we live in debt today. They would never come and take your kid because you didn't have money. Um, but how many of us are struggling with debt? There's so many people that are dealing with poor finances, mm-hmm. and that makes them feel so distraught. And you see what other people are doing, and you feel like God is blessing other people more than he's blessing you. Um, but I think that these examples should bring comfort. I mean, how about you guys? Is there anything that you are like, oh, gosh, that, that was new for me. I've, I've never thought about that. Or something that you've struggled with that now you, you can see there was biblical example. Well, I think it's awesome that, um, I mean, I've, I pretty much can identify with every one of these yeah. examples from some time ago. Yeah, absolutely. Except prostitution. I mean, not, you know, I'm right. not judging, but that I just want to clarify. You weren't a prostitute? And you're, I'm no. not. Okay. Um, but... 
What is great about it is in almost every single one of these examples, you can go back to the story and read how, despite the fact that the circumstances were not good, that they were still able to be well and thrive. That's right. Like Moses still thrived and Elijah still thrived. And, you know, Naomi and Rahab totally, Totally. completely thrived. Yes. Um, And so it came down to really faith. That's right. It was their faith that made them be well and thrive in almost every single example. And I have to believe that that's why the stories are in there. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I think sometimes we forget the bad stories. We think of David and what a great mighty warrior he was. Well, I didn't put him in here because we've talked about David a lot. But David totally lived in sin. He totally lived in sin. You know, we talked about that in the the crawling and cocooning and flying. and, um, And also he suffered great bouts of depression I mean you and loss that's right and when you read the Psalms you can't help but hear his cry of pain and anguish um he's no different than we are you know we are we are created in the image of Christ just like he was created in the image of Christ and he suffered just like we suffered and yet God loved him Mm -hmm. loved him I mean that is the lineage of what where Jesus Christ came from. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's right. how we can be well and thrive is the fact that we are beloved, mm-hmm. regardless of the sin, the circumstances and all of that, we can be well and thrive because of God's love for us. That's right. And I think it's interesting too, all of those stories lead up to um, just the most amazing gift ever. And to realize that really we are going to have struggles here on this earth. We are not going to be able to wrap it up with a pretty box and a pretty bow and never have to worry about anything in life because God tell us that, tells us there will be trials and testing of your faith. But what he does show us is this beautiful picture of salvation. And he says, but I am the way, the truth, and the life. I will take you to the Father. I will bring you victory. All of your adversity, and I think that's why in Revelation it's so great. It says the old man will be put away and then there will, you will be given a new body. All of those adversities, all mm-hmm. those things that we have to face here on earth, are they're going to stay here on earth. And I think of Allison when she spoke about she and her husband, that someday they will stand before God, wholly renewed, mm-hmm. both standing, both capable and right. able. That that is coming, that day is coming. So don't get locked in to the adversity of today. Remember and we're going to talk about contentment, how um, Paul was saying, it's not in the adversity that I am so happy. It's not the adversity itself. It's where I know it's taking me, right. that I can be content and have trust and faith in God. Yeah. So I really thought the way to, to go back and talk about thriving, there are four words, be content, which we've talked about, be faithful, be strong, and be prayerful. Mm-hmm. So, And those are kind of going to spur our practical applications. Um, this is one of my favorite translations of this Bible verse, 1 Corinthians seven seventeen, And don't be wishing you were someplace else or with someone else. Where you are right now is God's place for you. Live and obey and love and believe right there. Yeah. That's going to be our sticky statement for this week. So live and obey and love and believe right there. Because you know what he's saying? If you'll just live and obey and love and believe right there, I'm going to bring you through it and you're going to actually be able to see how I used all of this for not just your good, but my good for the kingdom, Mm -hmm. because it really is his good for the kingdom. And and I think we forget that sometimes we think we're here. God's God's there for us, right? That he's there to make our lives better, that he's there to enrich us, that he's there to answer our prayers when really ultimately we're here for him. And so he has a kingdom and he knows the complete battle plan. 
we just have to be willing to be patient and allow him to use us, getting us to where he needs us to be in that battle plan. Um, remember, com- uh, contentment means to be front, be free from care because of satisfaction with what is already one's own. Mm, just be satisfied with what you already have. And I, listen, Satan really tested me with contentment this week. And I had to go back to that place where I said, I need to live and obey and love and believe right where I am because I need to be satisfied with what is already my own. Um, and remember that contentment also means thinking good. The EU and Eudokio means well, and the Dokio means to think. So literally we have to change the way we're thinking. Quit thinking about how poor us right. and start thinking well and give ourselves those truths. Be faithful. Um, Remember, faith is a conviction of the truth of anything and belief. Um, So many Bible verses about this. But one of my favorite is I think sometimes we lose our faith because we try to fit God into man-made thinking. We want to try to figure it out and have him fit into our way of thinking. Isaiah 55, 8, 9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. You may not be able to truly make sense of what you're going through or why you're suffering. But if you can remember that God's thoughts and ways are higher than yours, and that really does all work together for good, you're going to be able to make it through that adversity. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't say, I'm going to give you tough times and you're going to fail. He says, you're going to go through tough times and I'm going to give you what you need to get through to the other side. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not un- into your own understanding and all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Then let's be strong. Um, we talked about strong a couple of weeks. We talked about um, Chazic, do y'all remember yeah. the Chazic? <laughs> to strengthen, prevail, harden, be courageous, be firm, grow firm, be resolute, and then dismayed. Because our, you know, one of our verses is um, "Be not dismayed." Dismayed is afraid to break into pieces, broken, mm. break down, abolished, frightened, discouraged. I think we live in the dismay. Yeah. So much yes. more than we live in the strong. Um, Joshua one night, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Um, and Philippians 4, 6 through 7 will be great because it's going to lead us straight into prayerful. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which passes all of all comprehension will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ. Jesus. So one, be strong. Don't be anxious. Be strong. But secondly, be prayerful. Um, You know, we talked about this. I think you can use some of the same things that we talked about with um, Tracy, things to do. Get help. Mm -hmm. Go find a friend. You you know, you're going to be shocked at how many people are going through some of the very same things that you're going through. And you never know. Maybe they've already kind of come through it and they can give you some of that hope. Like, we talk about this with Amber, because Amber's 26 and we're 41. And we're like, girl, we've lived, that's a lot of life. That's 15 years of life that we've lived that she hasn't. And I just sometimes want to say, just trust me. And I know that you have to go through your own adversities, right? Right. But when you go and talk to somebody about it who has gone through and they can give you that hope and give you that encouragement and be like, I was right where you were. Man, that can be so healthy. It can be so liberating. And that's what we're supposed to do. That's why we're supposed to be together. And God gets glorified in that because now we've just lifted each other up Mm -hmm. out of the mire and out of the clay and put him on the pedestal. Yes. 
You know, and that's what we've got to remember is we've got to have the cross before us. We can't put the cart in between us and the cross. The cross has to be right there in front of us. So if your struggles and all of your issues are between you and the cross, you're not going to be able to see the cross clearly because there's too many distractions. You're just going to be distracted. Um, I know that's quick stuff right there, but the, the thing is, is that God says, listen, this is not the first time this has happened since in entered into the world. There has been adversity Mm -hmm. since sin entered into the world, not since you were born into the world, right? It's not all about us, but we make it all about us because we listen to the lies of Satan saying he could not love you. If he loved you, he would want you to eat of this tree and have all the knowledge that you could have. And so I think every day we wake up listening to Satan say, he does not love you. If he loved you, he would have given you this. Right. He wouldn't make you go through that. And that begins to formulate our beliefs. And then our beliefs have formulated our behaviors. So it's just that, that truth. Put that truth in, ladies. Put the truth in. Go out and find the truth. So practical applications. One, understand the story. I talked about this one week with um, Tracy. In our suffering, we don't always know all the facts. Job didn't know that Satan had asked God's permission to try to test him. If he had known that, I think he probably would have had an extra boost of energy to say, in your face, Satan. Like, I think he just would have been motivated because it wouldn't have felt so personal. Um, So know know the facts. You may not understand the whole story. No, that's part of the facts. You might not know the whole story, but there is a story, and God knows all the facts. He knows all of it. Be proactive. Go and get some help. Go and, um, you know, get somebody to walk life with you. Holly Girth says you may be in a cave, but you have a choice. You can sit in the dark, or you can diamond mine your difficulties. Is powerful. That yeah. awesome? I just that got that powerful. this week, and I'm like, yes, this is going to be great. You can sit in a dark room, or you can diamond mind your difficulties. Um, quit thinking it's only you. We all suffer in one way or another. We think it's only me. We can get on a very lonely, isolated island, which is right where the enemy wants us. Jesus suffered a painful, excruciating death. It's not just you. Mm-hmm. He even suffered, yeah. wrongfully suffered. And even prayed for it to be taken away from him. And God said, no, you're going to die a hard, painful death. Um, And then pray. Never quit praying. Even Jesus prayed up to the last hour for a different solution to man's depravity. So we should also um, mirror what he does. We should be on our knees praying because God wants us to pray at all times, asking him fervently over and over again to help us. Pray for his will. If he's not answering your prayer the way you maybe are praying him to answer it, maybe your prayer isn't lined up with what his will is. Ask him to open your eyes to that. Mm, absolutely. So lots of talking. Yeah, lots of talking. Not so a lot much. of discussion. So good. But I just felt like to wrap it up, it'd be fun to see how it's really not just our stories. They've been there. And the truth is in the word, and the word will set you free. Yes. Um, Absolutely. And be free indeed. Thank you so much, Sarah. And 
Um, this has been an incredible series. Thank you both for your contribution, and thank you again to Tracy for joining us. Mm -hmm. And we hope that you will all join us next week for um, another great new series uh, that we will announce then. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I would like to say this is a great time. You know, we talk about reaching out. This would be a great time on topics like this for you to comment mm -hmm. on the blog yes. or you know on the uh, on Facebook. Yes. Let us know where you are because you may be able to be a blessing to somebody else Absolutely. just by a comment that you make on we Facebook. We love hearing Absolutely. from you. Facebook, Twitter, all of those. Uh, uh, the website are all great places for um, you to leave your comments and communicate with us. So thank you so much, Sarah. Will you pray us out today? I will. Thank you, Jesus, for another day of recording. Thank you for a message that you just continue to open our eyes to. It's just really all about you, and you give us all of the keys that we need in the Word. And I just get so frustrated that in our flesh we are unable sometimes to see clearly. Satan is just there trying to attack us and, and keep us preoccupied and distracted and in denial, Lord, of, of what the truth really is. And so I pray, Lord, that you would just break that, that you would cause a great revival, because I'm confident that if we could have a revival in being well, thinking well, feeling well, living well, that we would once again truly be the salt and light to the world of what you really are and what you're about. Lord, I pray that you would um, bless our listeners. Um, if there's someone who's struggling, Lord, and can just resonate with this series, I pray, Lord, that you will lift her or him up, that you will provide them with what they need, help them to reach out, not be afraid to reach out, Lord. And may we ever be so humble of those who do struggle and be full of the love that you have for them, that we have that love for them as well. Um, just keep us safe, Lord. Bring us all back together again next week for another wonderful week of just getting in the Word with you. And it is in your precious and lovely name, Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Beecast. We would love to hear from you. Hit us up on Twitter and Facebook. Just search Be Still Be Free. And of course, check out our website, www.bestillbefree.com.